Welcome to the Strange History Podcast, where we talk about the weird and the wonderful and sometimes not so wonderful history that has shaped our world into who we are today. Today, we start a new season, it's season three, and it's going to be all about folklore and fairy tales. Today, we're going to talk about Appalachian folklore. Or is it Appalachian folklore? That's the mystery to us people here in the Northeast. Appalachian folklore refers to the traditional beliefs, customs, stories, and legends that have been passed down through generations in the Appalachian region of the eastern United States. This region encompasses parts of 13 states, including Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, Maryland, Mississippi, New York, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia. So pretty much up and down the eastern seaboard. Appalachian folklore is deeply rooted in the cultural traditions of the people who settled the region, including Native Americans, early European settlers, and African Americans. It reflects their experiences, beliefs, and struggles in this rugged and isolated mountainous area. There are some common themes and elements found in Appalachian folklore, such as supernatural creatures. Appalachian folklore is rich with tales of mythical creatures such as witches, ghosts, goblins, and fairies. These creatures are often believed to inhabit the forests, rivers, and mountains of the region. But let's dive into it. One such creature, it's actually new to me. I'd never heard of it before. I thought I had watched every episode of every TV show that showed every weird thing in America, but apparently I missed one. Today, we're going to talk about the Snallygaster. Yes, I said Snallygaster. Well, what is a Snallygaster? It's a mythical creature that is said to inhabit the forests of Maryland, particularly in the areas around Washington, D.C. and Frederick County. Described as a half-bird, half-reptile creature with a metallic beak and razor-sharp teeth, the Snallygaster has been the subject of numerous legends and stories throughout the years. Reports of the Snallygaster which prowls the woods of Frederick County, have been made since the 1730s, making it one of Maryland's oldest legends. The 18th century accounts by the early German settlers refer to the beast as a Schnellergeist or a quick ghost that rapidly pounces upon its unsuspecting prey. More accounts and reports of this beast continued throughout the 19th and early 20th centuries. Some stories about the Snallygaster They're pretty interesting. First, we have the moonshine encounter. In the early 1900s, during the height of prohibition in the United States, moonshiners in the rural areas of Maryland were producing illegal alcohol in hidden stills deep in the forest. One moonshiner named Jake ventured into the woods late one night to check on his secret operation. As he approached the hidden still, he heard a strange rustling sound in the bushes. Suddenly, a monstrous creature emerged from the shadows. The Snallygaster. With its piercing eyes and sharp beak, the creature let out an ear-piercing screech. Terrified, Jake dropped his lantern, causing the still to catch fire. In the ensuing chase, Jake managed to escape, but the Snallygaster disappeared into the night. I believe Jake drank some strange brew that night. Or perhaps he saw the infamous turkey vulture. Google those things, they're horrifying, honestly. Or perhaps he accidentally burned down the still and needed a quick excuse to get him out of some trouble. We will never know. Then we move on to the great train chase. In the 1920s, a steam locomotive was making its regular run through the Maryland countryside. 
The train was carrying a precious cargo of gold and jewels guarded by armed security personnel. As the train traveled through a remote area, the Snallygaster swooped down from the trees and attacked. With its enormous wingspan and razor-sharp claws, the creature tore through the train's carriages, causing chaos and panic among the passengers. The security guards fought back, firing their guns at the creature, but their bullets seemed to have no effect. Just as it seemed all hope was lost, the train entered a tunnel, and the Snallygaster, unable to navigate in the darkness, was forced to retreat. The train emerged on the other side, battered and bruised, but the Snallygaster was nowhere to be seen. Then, on February 12th, in 1909, the Middletown Valley Register published a letter from T.C. Harbaugh of Castown, Ohio, who spotted a gigantic monster, which he claimed was on the loose and headed towards Maryland. Reports of sightings and encounters from wary citizens quickly flooded newspapers throughout Western Maryland. Even more terrifying, other reports suggested it had laid eggs at Crampton's Gap near Burkittsville, perhaps laying the basis for even more Snallygasters. Sightings continued for many years, including a chance encounter in 1923 with Middletown resident Charles Maine, owner of Maine's Ice Cream, He reported to a Cumberland newspaper that its wing spread appeared to be between 12 and 14 feet. At times, he said it threw out a long streamer like the arms of an octopus, but would draw them in again. Then in December 1932, the Hagerstown Morning Herald reported on the death of the Snallygaster. It was reportedly lured to a moonshine still in Frog Hollow in Washington County and was overcome by the noxious fumes and drowned in the alcohol vat. That's hilarious. Apparently, they're even creating an American Snallygaster Museum in Virginia. That's how popular the Snallygaster is. Let's move on to the Wampus Cat. Not to be confused with my cat, whom is often referred to as the pain in the asses cat. Wampus Cat is a creature often mentioned in Appalachian folklore. It is said to be a large feline creature with glowing eyes and the ability to shapeshift. Legend has it that the Wampus Cat is a cursed witch or a woman who transformed into a half-cat, half-human creature as punishment for entering a forbidden ceremony. Let's talk a little bit about the forbidden ceremony. Long ago, there was a curious Cherokee woman who wanted to witness the sacred ceremony that only men were allowed to attend. Determined to gain access, she disguised herself as a man using a magical potion As she snuck into the ceremony, the spirits discovered her presence and cursed her. She was transformed into a creature with the body of a large cat and the ability to shapeshift. Now known as the Wampus Cat, she was doomed to wander the forest and serve as a warning to others who dared defy tradition. We also have the story of the haunting of the Moonshine Runners. In a remote part of the mountains, a group of Moonshine Runners set out on a risky nighttime operation. As they made their way through the dense forest, they noticed glowing eyes and heard eerie howls in the distance. Unbeknownst to them, they had stumbled upon the territory of the Wampus Cat. The creature, disguised as a panther, stalked the moonshiners, causing them to lose their way and become disorientated. One by one, the Wampus Cat picked off the moonshine runners until only one remained. The last survivor, terrified and haunted by the Wampus Cat's haunting cries, vowed never to return to the forbidden territory. I'm starting to see a theme here with moonshiners in these tales. Let's go on, though. Next, we have Cherokee Little People. 
Cherokee Little People, or Yunwi Sundi, are supernatural beings in Cherokee mythology. They're believed to be small, forest-dwelling creatures resembling miniature humans. The Little People are known for their magical abilities and are said to help or harm humans depending on how they are treated. Let's talk about some stories of the Cherokee Little People. The Lost Child is the first one. According to Cherokee legend, a young child wandered deep into the forest and became lost. As night fell, the child cried out for help. Hearing the child's cries, the Cherokee little people emerged from the shadows. They approached the child with kindness and offered their assistance. They guided the child back to safety and returned them to their worried family. The Cherokee people believe that the little people protect children who are lost in the woods, guiding them back to safety. Then there was the mysterious disappearances. In another tale, a hunter ventured into the forest, hoping to find game for his family. As he journeyed deeper into the woods, he encountered the Cherokee little people. They warned him that he was trespassing on their territory, and he must leave immediately. He ignored their warnings, though, and the hunter continued his pursuit. Suddenly, he found himself disorientated and lost, so no matter which direction he tried, he couldn't find his way out of the forest. It is said that the little people were responsible for his predicament, teaching him a lesson about respecting the boundaries of the natural world. The little people like to give gifts. There are also stories of the little people bestowing gifts upon those who show them great respect. According to legends, some Cherokee individuals who have shown reverence and respect for the little people have been gifted with great hunting skills, luck, or even the ability to heal others. These gifts were believed to be blessings from the little people rewarded for those who honored their existence. The stories of the Cherokee little people emphasize the importance of respecting nature, maintaining harmony, and showing reverence for the spiritual beings that inhabit the world. They serve as a reminder of the deep connection between humans and the natural world and the consequences that may arise from disregarding this connection. These tales continue to be passed down through generations, preserving the rich folklore and wisdom of the Cherokee people. Another amazing tale from Appalachia is the Bell Witch, which I'm sure you've all heard of. The Bell Witch is a very famous legend in American folklore that originated in the early 19th century. It revolves around a series of supernatural occurrences and hauntings that took place in Adams, Tennessee, particularly in the Bell family home. The events were said to have lasted from 18. 17 to 1821, and gained widespread attention and notoriety. The story begins with John Bell, a farmer and a landowner who encountered strange phenomena on his property. It started with unexpected knocking sounds on the walls and doors of his house, but it soon escalated to include physical attacks on his family members. The entity responsible for these occurrences became known as the Bell Witch. The Bell Witch was described as a malevolent spirit or entity that demonstrates its power through a range of eerie activities. It had a knowledge of the past, present, and future and would often engage in conversations with the Bell family and visitors using various voices and exhibiting a sharp wit. The entity seemed to have a particular disdain for John Bell and targeted him relentlessly, often leaving him in a state of physical and mental distress. Word of the Bell Witch's presence spread, attracting curious visitors from the surrounding area. Many people witnessed the paranormal activities firsthand, including objects being thrown, disembodied voices, and even physical assaults. The entity displayed an uncanny ability to imitate voices and shapeshift, adding to the fear and mystery surrounding it. 
Over time, the Bell Witch's antics became widely known and the story attracted the attention and the media and paranormal enthusiasts. Numerous accounts and publications documented the event, including the book, Authentic Story of the Bell Witch by Martin Van Buren Ingram, which was published in 1894. The haunting came to an end in 1821 after John Bell's death. The Bell Witch supposedly announced that it would return every seven years, but it never did. However, the legend of the Bell Witch has endured and continues to captivate people's imaginations. Today, the Bell Witch legend remains a popular subject of books, movies, and ghost tours in Adams, Tennessee. The story has actually become an integral part of American folklore, illustrating the enduring fascination with supernatural phenomena and the unexplained. Let's move on to the Brown Mountain Lights. This I find fascinating because you can actually see these. The Brown Mountain Lights is another intriguing phenomenon steeped in folklore. It's located in Linville, Georgia, near the Brown Mountains in North Carolina, United States. These lights have puzzled and fascinated observers for many years. The Brown Mountain Lights are described as mysterious glowing orbs of lights that appear above the Brown Mountains. Witnesses have reported seeing various colors, such as white, yellow, blue, and red. The lights are said to move, hover, and vanish, sometimes appearing in groups or in sequential patterns. They have been observed from different vantage points and at various times, although they are most commonly seen on a clear, dark night. The phenomenon has a long history with reports dating back to the early 20th century. Legends and stories have emerged to explain the lights. One popular tale suggests that they are spirits of Native Americans or Civil War soldiers who died in the area. Another suggests that they are the lanterns carried by the ghost of a long-lost love. Over the years, numerous investigations have been conducted to determine the source of the lights. Skeptics propose explanations ranging from natural phenomena like atmospheric gases, mirages, or ball lightning to more mundane causes like car headlights and distant fires. However, no definitive scientific explanation has been agreed upon. The Brown Mountain Lights have become a popular attraction. They draw tourists, paranormal enthusiasts, and researchers to the area. People gather at overlooks or hike to vantage points in hopes of catching a glimpse of the mysterious lights. There have been efforts to capture the phenomenon on film or video, but the lights prove elusive, often appearing and disappearing too quickly to be documented conclusively. But now with the use of cell phones, right? Everybody's got a camera on their phone. I'm sure somebody has captured light the lights on the video so a little backstory on the brown mountain lights we're going to talk about the disappeared hunters uh, one story tells of a group of hunters who decided to camp near the brown mountains in the early 1900s as night fell they witnessed the mysterious lights dancing in the distance intrigued they followed the lights deeper into the forest however they never returned a search party was sent out to find them but all they discovered were the abandoned campsite and the remnants of a fire the hunters were never seen or heard from again, leading to speculation that the Brown Mountain Lights had lured them to the unknown. We're going to talk a little bit about the morning ghosts. According to local legend, the Brown Mountain Lights are the spirit of Cherokee and Catawba Native Americans who died in a great battle centuries ago. The lights are said to represent the torches carried by these morning souls as they search for their fallen comrades. Some witnesses claim to have heard faint whispers or distant cries as they observed the lights, adding to an eerie element of the phenomenon. Regardless of their origin, the Brown Mountain Lights continue to spark curiosity and speculation. 
They remain an enduring mystery that adds to the rich tapestry of folklore and paranormal phenomenon in North Carolina. Next, we're going to talk about the Flatwoods Monster, also known as the Braxton County Monster or the Green Monster. This is an infamous creature that is part of American folklore. The incident involving the Flatwood Monster occurred on September 12th in 1952 in the town of Flatwoods, West Virginia. On that evening, a group of local children witnessed a bright, fiery object streaking across the sky and landing on a nearby farm owned by the May family. Excited and curious, the children, accompanied by a couple of adults, made their way to the site to investigate. As they approached the area, they claimed to have encountered a tall, menacing creature. Described as approximately 10 feet tall, with large, round, glowing red face and fiery eyes, the Flatwood Monsters had a spade-shaped head and a body that appeared to be covered in a metallic suit of armor. Witnesses also reported a strange metallic odor in the air. Startled and frightened, the group quickly retreated from the scene and reported the sighting to local authorities. News of the encounter spread rapidly, attracting the attention of media outlets and prompting an investigation by the U.S. Air Force. The Air Force conducted interviews with witnesses and examined the site, but could not find any conclusive evidence to support the existence of the creature. Some skeptics suggest that the incident may have been may have been a misrepresentation of a meteor or a barn owl perched in a tree branch. The Flatwoods Monster incident has become a well-known and debated case in UFOlogy and cryptozoology. Numerous theories have emerged to explain the sightings, ranging from extraterrestrial beings to misidentified natural phenomenon or even an elaborate hoax. Regardless of the explanation, the Flatwoods Monster has become a part of local folklore and the encounter is commemorated with a roadside marker near the site of Flatwoods, West Virginia. Overall, Appalachian folklore reflects the cultural diversity, resilience, and deep connection to the land and nature found in the region. It continues to be an important part of cultural identity of the Appalachian people and serves as a window into their history and traditions. I was going to go into Bigfoot because Bigfoot is a huge part of American folklore culture, but that is going to be its own episode. So this has been another episode of Strange History. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to your favorite podcast these days. This episode has been produced by Dead to Me Productions, and I, your host, Amy Domestico, had much fun making this one. Thank you, Darkcast Network, and thank you, Spreaker, for being the most amazing podcast host ever. It's free to use, and you can make money. Check it out, Spreaker.com. Peace out. Yay!